welcome to the Conversations Podcast. We are continuing our Promises series, and I am joined by two special guests and friends. First, we're joined by lead pastor, Jose Abroa. Jose? Good morning, Taylor. Good to have you on the podcast. And we're joined by Communications Director, Paulina De La Fuente. Paulina, welcome back to the Conversations Podcast. It's great to be here. All right. So we have looked at several promises this far in the series. Jose, you want to tell us about what God taught you as we looked into this promise? Yeah, what he's teaching us. Joseph is the last character in the book of Genesis, and it is an amazing story. There's a lot of ups and downs, roller coaster ride all throughout. Many things that happen in a story, and what stood out to me is how much pain he experienced and how the purpose of the pain was so clear that God was going to use Joseph to bless the whole world, that Egypt, where he was sold into slavery, would play a center part in you know, ancient history to bring about food for the world during a period of famine. So again, the idea that there is purpose for our pain is what stood out to me. And I don't know about you guys, but that's really comforting mm-hmm. because we experience pain this side of heaven. Uh, a lot of pain looks differently. Sometimes it's pain that we uh, are, are bearing because of a consequence of an action our actions, but then oftentimes, like in Joseph's life, it's pain due to other people's actions and the consequences of their actions in our lives. And so that's where Joseph's story really stood out to me was how he he didn't complain. Mm-hmm. He, he just stayed true to the promise of purpose of pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, something I've kept thinking about since then, since hearing the message was just how long it took to be completed, you know, for, I don't know at what point Joseph got clarity and how much through his circumstances, but that's the challenging part for me is that it just, it wasn't all solved right then. It took so long to really see God's big picture. We talked about that in my community group on Monday night, because like even just growing up in Sunday school as a kid, like you hear this story of of Joseph Mm -hmm. and yet it's very condensed into like one whole story you kind of were. And so you can easily forget how many years to your point, Paulina, like how many years have gone by between just each of the developments in his story? Mm-hmm. It really was a long... Yeah, 17 years old to 44. I mean, that's his whole adult life in a way. It post, well, you're still an adult post 44, but you know you know what I mean. That's, that's a long time. That's a long time of waiting and a long time of wondering. Is, is, <laughs> does, do, do bad things happen yeah. for a reason? You know, mm-hmm. is there a reason for the pain? And in this case, we, we read that, yeah. You, you talked about this, Jose, earlier, but just there's three types of sin. We've talked about it uh, before yeah, as a church, right. but just want to look into this again. So we've got the sin done by us, the sin done to us, and then the sin done around mm-hmm. us. And really in Joseph's story, you really see the sin not only done to him, but even the sin around him right. and how he was affected by that. What has stood out to y'all just in your journey as you've processed that and just even recognizing those three different elements of sin in your own life? Yeah, I think something encounter weekends that we do at Cyprus have been so helpful to separate out those three types of sin. And because normally I think we just, we talked about this at community group too. We just think of only our sin that we cause and it just helps to have those different lanes to separate it out. And for Joseph, I mean, that's a huge understanding peace to his understanding of he was hurt by a lot of others that were close to him and just had to it just helps i think to separate it all yeah, for me it would be fun to do a deep dive on 
brother relationships there because Joseph didn't necessarily do anything wrong, but you can see how his brothers hated sure. him mm. <laughs> and how tension rose in that in that um, in that story. So bitterness and envy and resentment and hatred, all things that the New Testament talks about, you know, that, that we are in your anger, do not sin. So, so there is righteous anger, but, but the brothers really display anger that lead, led them to hatred and then ultimately deception and potential murder. I mean, mm. one of his brothers saved him from, from that and said, no, let's, let's sell him instead. So, so they wanted to murder. I mean, it, it was, just, it's just a crazy story. Bottom line, it's human. And we deal with those same emotions today. We may not deal with them in the same way, but it's so human to recognize that these seeds of resentment, envy, bitterness, anger lead can lead to such drastic action from within us. But then again, to what you're saying is it can be done to us as well. And even so, God has a purpose. Mm-hmm. God can mm. redeem those those bad things. Mm. How in the midst of pain, again, uh, this could be applied to so many different aspects of or depths of pain. But when it comes to pain, I mean, the big theme for the whole message was that God has a purpose for our pain. We saw mm. that in the story of Joseph. But but where's that kind of balance of maybe just trying to ignore the pain and just focus all on, okay, there's a purpose here. I'm just going to, you know, suppress the pain and just kind of, you know, trust there or also on the other side where there, you know, it's really hard to see any purpose in the pain and you just kind of sit in the pain. How, how do you kind of balance those two and kind of find the right uh, way of responding to our pain? Maybe that's what we need to stop and talk about for the rest of this podcast, because that, that's, that's the million dollar question. <laughs> I mean, h- how to do it? There, yeah. There's no clear answer. I, I do have a story, as you were asking that, that came to mind, and that's Jesus. After losing his best friend, one of his best friends, Lazarus, he goes over to Mary and Martha, who are weeping. I think it's uh, Martha who's asking him, where were you? You're too late. He's already mm-hmm. dead. And then he, he looks at her and says, no, your, your, your brother will rise again. I'm about to raise him from the dead. So he hits him with the purpose. You know, you're... you're, you're your brother is in the tomb for the purpose so that I can show everybody what I'm here to do, which is bring about everlasting life, death out of life. So that's the purpose. And yet we read the shortest verse in the Bible, Jesus wept. So he still met them mm-hmm. in their pain. Mm-hmm. He didn't go through the pain. Hey, get over it. There's a purpose. Don't be sad. I think we need to embrace the sadness. How long, how to do that. All of those, I think, are case by case, but it's it's such an important step that, that we mm. cannot miss. Mm. Yeah, I was thinking how only God can really do both perfectly. And I think for us, if we just, at least that's a good starting place that of resembling like Jesus, like what you're, the story that you're sharing, you know, that Jesus wept, even knowing that he was going to raise, he stopped and paused with them and wept. And I just think that, if we try to, when I try to do either extremes that you talked about, Taylor, of either ignoring it or so, you know, just sitting in it, I, that's not aligning with God, with the way that God reacts to my pain, you know, because he does grieve with us. Mm-hmm. So we can't ignore it, but he also gives us purpose. He doesn't just leave us there to drown. He gives us purpose and makes a way forward too. And so I think it just helps me to remember that that's not, I just need to find God's heart 
in my circumstances and follow that right. so that I can align with him and not kind of sit in either extreme. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What about, I think about just, we're in this series and we've been looking at several different promises. Mm -hmm. So I think it'd be cool just to tie in the others too. Right. We looked at the promise of victory, the promise of God as a way maker, the promise of blessing, the promise of God's presence, and now talking about the the purpose through the pain. Uh, what what are those other four promises kind of how, just in your own experience with pain have there are there tie-ins that come to mind when you think about just those other promises and just even thinking of joseph's story and what he encountered yeah I, for me it's it's the presence knowing that god really is with me in in the pain god has a purpose but he is sitting with me in in the sadness uh, i think about uh, a couple of times where we've needed comfort and i think about that verse in second corinthians 1 that we are comforted by the holy spirit so that we can comfort others and so god really does i mean that that a lot of the times is the purpose for that pain mm -hmm. <laughs> someone else is going to go through that very thing that you went through so god's teaching you and showing you his goodness and his presence so that you can be his presence in somebody else's life and uh, we've we've received that and we've had opportunities to extend that as well. And presence is, is, is the one for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it is interesting with you pointing that out, how much they all, how much all the previous promises yeah. are clear in how they weave into our pain and our circumstances. For me, the I think the way maker part, you know, just remembering what Sean talked to us about of God will make a way. And I think that's where um, sometimes in our circumstances, it can feel like a dead end. Um, but just remembering that is like, God will, God has, does have the victory. That's where I just see all of them, where I want to like, you know, point out all of them because God does have the victory. And so we do have hope and he does make a way and he does bless us and he is present. And I just, that is interesting how they all can tie in in really practical ways. You just what, say, hey, what, what about Paulina? you? You, you got to answer that question too. <laughs> what about you? What's the one that stands out to you? No, I, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I think either the, the Waymaker or the Presence. I think the Waymaker one probably, okay, this is a question I was going to ask, Paulina. You said, said this earlier. This resonates with me. I've shared this before on the podcast, but you mentioned just recalling the God's faithfulness and the way that he's come through. What are some areas or ways that y'all have done that in your pain as far as, is that mm. referring back to maybe biblically ways that God has come through or your own life? But just practically, what does that look like to just recall God's faithfulness uh, in the midst of pain? Yeah, the Bible is so good mm -hmm. at talking about God's faithfulness. That's what the series is all about. So for me, I do go back to his character, who he has shown himself to be throughout the generations, and he's still the same God today. So mm -hmm. for me, going back to the stories, in this case, reading Joseph weeping uh, while his brothers are there, going, you know, hiding, uh, it was a really interesting, you know, uh, section of the his story that we didn't get into on Sunday, but I mean, he goes in front of his brothers and then he goes back and, and he's wrestling like, man, I don't know. We don't really know what he's thinking about. Is he trying to disclose himself? Is he, is he trying to trick them, test them? I think it's probably testing, but, but anyway, um, that's so human. So the Bible is full of so many stories that are relevant mm -hmm. to us today. Mm -hmm. So that, that's where I go. That's where I go for yeah. know, God's faithful characters. And 
to what we were talking about earlier with kind of the kid version or like if you Mm -hmm. grew up in church and you've heard these stories. Yeah, that's what's helpful about slowing down like in this series or just when you actually read through. That's a lot of chapters that you have to read through to see Joseph's story. I think that process of slowing down is encouraging because that's where you don't see Joseph with everything put together and always trusting God, but you have to kind of deal with the fact that it was a slow revealing of God's purpose and the people in the Bible, except for Jesus, aren't perfect, you know? And so having to, I think remembering that in between really helps me because otherwise we just kind of zoom out and see like the end and that it was great and that Joseph honored God and that his brothers, you know, that there was some reconciliation there, redemption. And even in community group, I was thinking someone shared something that others shared you know, I'm not there. So hearing that you have the victory in that area is oh, very, is really encouraging. And we got to just share how sometimes the purpose is, you know, feels muddy and unclear. But if you find someone that has found purpose, especially if it's in a specific area, it's so encouraging to see. It's like, a, it's our real life, you know, tangible in front of us example of the same thing that God is the same was the same in these stories that we're reading and is the same now doing the same work even if i'm still waiting and to your point like it's not as simple as just a, i think about growing up in sunday school a lot of these stories noah for example or just even adam and eve there's usually just like one scene in the story and it's like yeah. oh okay and then god comes through saves the day the end but you think about joseph's story i mean it is a long it's like he's got he's down in the pits and then it's like oh wait He's, he's up, life is good. And then yeah. it goes down even farther mm. and you're like, think it couldn't get worse. And then he's, so it's, it's a, we talked about that in community mm. group, which is how like it was a, <laughs> it was a roller coaster for him. But even just as we look at whether it's Noah or others where it's like the, there have been highs and there are lows. Yeah. And yet, so it's just, it really is uh, reassuring because I think that's how life is, right? Mm. So it's like, there's days where it feels like we took three steps forward and then days 10 steps back. And it's like, just how you navigate just that, the roller coaster aspect of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And the most important and significant thing about Joseph's story is he's leading us to Jesus. He, unlike the other stories in Genesis, has um, many similarities to what Jesus went through. He was betrayed. He was uh, um, deceived. He was falsely accused. He, he suffered for something that he didn't do. And ultimately, he laid down his life as a sacrifice for all. So God used Joseph to save the ancient world back then, and God uses Jesus to save the whole world through him. And so these, these similarities are, you know, you think about, wow, this, was, this, was, this happened in 1900 BC. <laughs> and so the fact that almost 2,000 years later would come a Messiah, that 2,000 years later we would be sitting here talking about him. I mean, you talk about long-term. <laughs> yeah, This story teaches us something that has been constant through human history. This is the God of the universe. This is the creator God who, who loves us so much that he wants us to have these promises so that we can get through the hard stuff. Look ahead. There is pain. You know, there's purpose for our pain, but also I think again the the part that man, yeah, it's so important. We shouldn't hurry through the process of mm-hmm. feeling the pain because God's there too. Mm, for sure. 
Yeah, we've looked at uh, something we've alluded to, but the verse you ended on, Jose, right. Romans eight twenty eight, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose for them. You unpacked kind of different pieces of this, looking at the certainty, the cause, completion, condition, and course of, of this. Uh, I'd love to kind of camp out here as we close, kind of looking at this particular verse. What is the significance of this, just even tying into Joseph's story, but even just the truth that we can hold on to, just in, to your point, Jose, that we don't brush aside the pain, but we also are acknowledging the power that that God has and and able to work through us. Yeah, my hope is that these words would help us in a time of pain. Maybe uh, this is one, if you're listening, this this is a season of pain for you, that you would go down these seas and that you would know, that you would be certain that there is a purpose, uh, that God is the cause of purpose of pain. He alone, um, that there is a completeness. It's it's everything. It's not just some things. And then there is one condition, <laughs> and that's of those who love God, because God is the cause. He is the only way that can truly bring about purpose in our pain. So if we recognize that that is who God is, then um, we, we will be put on this course, uh, his will, not my will. And I think that this really brings the promise to completion. You know, it, it, it circles the wagons in a way and protects us from the pain and the people that are, that are trying to hurt us in, in this broken world where everybody is dying and killing for purpose. We have it in the gospel through Jesus and in this case, the story of Joseph. Mm. I think the most encouraging or at least challenging one for me is the first one with certainty because if you, I like that you really pushed that of, we know, you know, that's not, it's easy to read past those first three words in the verse and go into the rest of it. But if I don't know, know, like really know it and I'm completely certain that this verse is true, then the rest I can't really experience, you know, or or see yet until I can be fully certain that what the verse says is true and that God is going to make a purpose. So much of this, uh, not only just in this message, but even in the series, has been focused on our personal relationship with God and and just pressing into Him in these times. But I'd love to ask, I've been asking this each week on the podcast, but just the role of community and how community mm. plays. And I'd love for this too, because we talk about seasons of pain, just dealing with pain, a lot of this, trying to remember the certainty of Christ. Yeah. What is the role of community? How does that play? Have you personally seen that in your life? Absolutely. And then just even encouraging those who aren't experiencing community right now. Look at the course that God set for Joseph. So his purpose was to be a blessing, which goes back to Abraham's, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a promise to Abraham. He was he was a blessing to his brother, to his brothers. That's the people, right? And he brought them to a land that's now Egypt. He, he brought them safety. He brought them food, provision, etc. And then the purpose was salvation. He saved not only the people of Israel. The, the family, the tw- the, his other brothers, but he also saved the entire world back then. The whole world came. So Joseph's course was not just about him. He was used to be a blessing to others, and that's mm-hmm. what we're called to do, to love God and to love our neighbor as ourselves. So we're supposed to look after the good of the people closest to us. And God promises that if we receive him, that he's going to leak in our lives, and we're going to be able to bless those around us. So that speaks to the significance of community. This isn't mm-hmm. just a, a personal you know, uh, relationship or a personal race that we're running. Mm-hmm. It's a relay. 
it's something that we do together. Mm. In another version of if, if Joseph's story had gone another way, that moment where he does say, you know, why at the very end where he's like, am I in the place of God? Uh, yeah. You know, that's in another version of that story. That's the moment, the perfect moment where he would get his opportunity for vengeance. Yeah. And the fact that he was so you know, settled is the word I mm -hmm. keep going to, but mm. um, that he had already dealt with the things that had happened and that freed him to be able to bless and not take vengeance there, you know, or not even try to relive the things that had gotten him there. But he was so convinced that God himself had brought purpose through it, that instead of saying, you guys sold me into slavery, that's what started this. He said, but God, but God put me here, that's right. you know, he sent me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He sent me before you mm -hmm. to prepare. I mean, that's a resolution you have to have that only God can give us to have that kind of resolution for our circumstances. And I think with community, it's when, I don't know if it's just growing up and when you're kind of in, especially if you're in church and you're in youth group and you kind of are people are with your peers, it can be a lot about competition and comparison. And what I'm learning now about community is that it really, is God's design that we're all different and that we're all walking through different seasons at different times is so uh, is such an overflow in and of itself because it means that I can rely on other people when I'm not strong and I can be strong when other go. people are not and I can you know our we cover each other's mm -hmm. weaknesses and God uses us to meet each other in different ways and seasons that's so just good. encouraging mm -hmm. so good and I think the enemy just thinking about his tactics in the midst of pain at least in my experience he's trying to do the opposite trying to isolate me yeah. in the pain and trying to make me think that it is only about me or no one understands the mm. pain except me and so there's just this so the point that we're seeing in Joseph God's story is bigger than Joseph. He was using Joseph for a greater impact. We just spoke yeah. to that. And so even in our own lives, like I think that's a big uh, early tactic by the enemy in our pain is mm -hmm. just to isolate that and just try to pull us away and see, think that you know, the way we respond to our pain is not going to impact anyone other than ourselves. I mean, that's, I feel like that's sin, temptation. There's so many yeah. ways he tries to do that, but particularly even in pain as well, where in my experience, it's, it's just trying to withhold or withdraw from, from the community around me. I'll go back to the first promise and we'll uh you know talk about it if we want to but it's it's victory joseph did not give up joseph did not give in mm -hmm. joseph did not complain joseph did not claim the victim card mm -hmm. he didn't he, he not once said woe is me i mean we don't have that written and too often I, I agree taylor the enemy comes at us and makes us feel oh you're misunderstood oh you know so and so did this to you and what he wants us to believe is that somehow we're, we're victims and what god is showing <laughs> joseph here is hey there, there's a purpose for that pain, allow me to redeem it. Allow me to use that for good. What others meant for evil, now I'm going to turn that into good. Mm. And then that makes us more than conquerors. That makes us victorious because of what Jesus has done for us. He, it, it's finished. We have victory, you know, in heaven, <laughs> and and we can claim that victory here on earth, which will bring about redemption through pain and redemption through hard times. So anyway, that that we may be going on another direction there, but I just Ooh, love good. the, there's so many facets of this story mm -hmm. and it's probably one of the best stories I think in, in, in the Bible, definitely yeah. in the Old Testament. Yeah. I think my overall just takeaway from that is that the 
the, what encourages me the most is that God sees us. And so I think if we, like if we're hiding or isolating, like you were saying, um, then we really don't let God see us either, even though he does see us, but we don't have like a vulnerability in front of him where we're putting it in front of him. And I think that if we know that he sees us, it also keeps us, it can keep me from going to the victim side because I am seen. I'm not, nothing is hidden from God from what I've walked through. And so um, if we just know that, it just seems like it can align so many things of how to start walking through uh, whatever purpose God has in our pain, if we could just, if I can just remember that God does see me, sees us, and we don't have to, even if it doesn't look the same, you know, even if right. from the outside it doesn't look the same, I mean, how much of Joseph's life was hidden? So it just encourages me that it, even in the most hidden moments where I'm sure Joseph felt like a nobody, you know, that was unseen and unused by God, God was seeing him and working his purposes. That's so good, Paulina. He is the same God today, and he sees us even here as we're talking and you as you're listening. So really appreciate this conversation, guys, and looking forward to the next one. Thanks for listening to The Conversations Podcast. Be a part of the conversation by sending questions about the Sunday message directly from ccc.guide or by emailing conversations at cypresscreekchurch.com. See you back for the next conversation.